What's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Locked On Coyotes. As we enter our fourth week here, uh, just about a month into the season, and a month into this podcast, and it's uh, another Coyotes game day here for episode number 19 as the Coyotes prepare to take on the Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum, uh, also affectionately known as the Barn in Uniondale, New York. So, Coyotes heading, uh, staying on the road, staying in the New York metropolitan area where they will play New Jersey tomorrow and then Buffalo on Monday. So, uh, but back to the Islanders, the Coyotes riding a four game win streak, and so are the Islanders as uh, they're looking to build off of what was a surprising season in the sense of they lost John Tavares and not a lot of people thought that they were going to be great. I didn't think they were going to be, at the start of last year, I didn't think they were going to be as bad as everybody expected them to be. I didn't know they were going to be a playoff team, and I didn't know they were going to be that good, but uh, defeated the Penguins in the first round of the playoffs and, and swept them, and then uh, swept right away by the Hurricanes in the second round, and a lot of people attributing that to the Islanders played at the Coliseum. They played at the barn in the first round against the Penguins, and it was rocking and a lot of people give that building a hard time you know a little bit older they did give give it some renovations but a little bit older a little bit smaller in terms of seating capacity but very intimate and it was loud in there and it was it was crazy and I think the Islanders fed off of that and I don't even think the Islanders players like playing at the Barclays Center but kind of had to make do while those renovations were being done and the Islanders getting a new home um, that I believe will start in the 2021-2020 or 2021-2022 season. So um, next year probably going to be the last year at the barn. Definitely want to get out to a game before uh, you have uh, before that closes down. I'm definitely uh, trying to maybe go see the Coyotes there next season. Um, but the Coyotes historically in that building only 10 wins as a franchise that dates back to the Winnipeg days as well. So not the most friendliest of confines and. Last year when they went uh, to the island, they uh, lost 2 to nothing. That was during uh, that five-game losing streak. That was actually the uh, last loss in the five-game losing streak before the Coyotes came home and beat the Blackhawks 1-0. Uh, and for a team that really needed wins at that time, they headed on the road. They were on a two-game win streak, and... Uh, or they were on a two-game win streak and lost to the Oilers, got a point before they headed out on the road, and it was a road trip that saw them play Tampa, Florida, New Jersey, and the Islanders. And they only got one point out of the possible eight, and that was in a shootout loss to the Devils where Clayton Keller had an opportunity on the back post, and he just couldn't put it home. And could have been a big win. That could have been the difference between winning or making the playoffs, uh, as they went to Colorado, got that shootout loss. But uh, for the Coyotes, it's uh, it's going to be a, an interesting trek out there, I think, for this team. Uh, they need to continue the streak. Again, four-game win streak, points in the last five, and a team that is really looking to oh, – sorry, points in the last six, winners of five of the last six, four in a row currently. But a team that – Again, what Andrew Bell and I had talked about on Monday is avoiding a letdown, right? Now, I don't think a loss to the Islanders is necessarily a letdown. Islanders are a good team. 
well coached by Barry Trotz. They're on a similar win streak. So it's not the end of the world, but you want to keep things rolling. You want to get yourself jumping back up into the standings. And again, it's all about winning the games when it matters the most down the stretch, but you also don't want to come back to a point in the season and say, well, we could have got points here, here, and here. And Coyotes right now, at the moment, really avoiding that issue. I mean, I guess it's at the first couple games. Uh, but this is a team that looks a lot different. I think the Coyotes understand that, and uh, Craig Morgan of The Athletic wrote a great piece about it, how it's just a, a different feel. Um, and I think for this Coyotes team, it is it is about keeping things going and feeling confident, right? You talked, uh, Dave Tippett, or sorry, uh, Rick Tockett had talked about after the game on Monday about how the team just, or Tuesday, the team can't be complacent with success and, and rest on that. And they got to keep, keep, keep fighting. And they did, they did on Tuesday. I mean, dominated the Rangers again, puck possession shots, had to pick up the win in overtime and not necessarily the worst thing. The Rangers are in the East. So, uh, and that win by the Coyotes continued that five game losing streak for the Rangers. So the Coyotes have to keep things going here. And when you take a look at the Islanders, nobody jumps off the page in terms of the stats. I mean, obviously, Matthew Barzell is going to be good. Brock Nelson having a good start to his year. He has seven points. And so does Barzell. They have identical stat lines in terms of goals and assists, four goals, three assists. Josh Bailey has three of each with six points. Uh, Devin Tays has uh, five points. So um, Anders Lee with three, not awful, but usually you see him producing some more points. But when you look at the Islanders, and uh, it's their goaltending. It's just like the Coyotes. It's their goaltending. Thomas Grice, former Coyote, uh, he's at 3-1 and one right now. 2-2-1 two, two, goals against average, 9.30 save percentage. So really good so far for Thomas Grice. You look at Semyon Varlamov, he's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Goals against average a little high, 255, but you look at that save percentage, at a 9-2-3. So even though the goals against average uh, up a little tick, that uh, save percentage is still there. So a team that's really good defensively and, and really good in net, a team that I think wants to get the bad taste out of their mouth from what happened last year, and they're off to a good start. Again, 5-3. and three. Coyotes are 5-2-1, so the same amount of losses. It's just the Coyotes have an extra point to go along with one of their losses. And uh, maybe a, a Stanley Cup final preview. Again, way too early, but uh, if things go the, the right way for, uh, for both teams and, and the way they want things to go, I mean, you could see these two. I could see the Islanders especially. Ending up in the Stanley Cup final now, obviously, with uh, Barry Trotz. He was in Washington, won the Stanley Cup there. Uh, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say a weird situation too much, but uh, they win the Stanley Cup and, and then they don't want to pay him for another contract. And uh, I mean, I guess, you know, you get the Stanley Cup that had eluded Washington, especially with their core group for a long time. And it seemed like they were at least complacent with that at the moment. Todd Reardon, now the bench boss in Washington, and they lost in the first round of Carolina last season. So 
Barry Trotz, even though he didn't get uh, a contract, uh, or at least the one he wanted from Washington, he does get one in New York. Has a really good story, and um, Barry Trotz teams always always well coached, and uh, in Nashville he did a fantastic job in Nashville, did an amazing job in Washington, and now he's doing a great job again uh, with the Islanders on Long Island. So Barry Trotz coach teams always dangerous, and again, like I said, I could I could see them making the Stanley Cup final if uh, things keep going their way. Now another team with Stanley Cup final aspirations is uh, the team that this podcast is about, the Arizona Coyotes. And I guess who doesn't have Stanley Cup aspirations at the beginning of the season when everyone's records are at zero? But that's no longer the case. The Coyotes at 5-2-1 and one and looking strong have the best uh, goals against of any team. They've been very stingy when it comes uh, to that and the Coyotes... Last year, they were 6th in the NHL at the end of the year. This year, 1st in the NHL, only 15 against. Uh, and it's been amazing. It's been a great job by uh, the whole team, the goaltending um, when it comes to puck possession, the defense, the amount of shots allowed through. It's been really good for the Coyotes. Now, they've only scored 24 goals, which is 19th in the league, but um, they only scored one goal in their first two games, so... It has been 23 goals over the last eight games, which uh, just a little under four goals per game. Uh, pretty impressive, right? A team that had struggled to score last year um, and struggled to score out of the gate. The Coyotes finished 27th overall in goals for. They had 213 goals for, which is wild because you look at what what they were at. They had... 223 goals against, which is the sixth best in the league, and they still finish with a minus 10 goal differential. So uh, the Coyotes obviously looking to build on that, and they've done so uh, pretty well so far. They're at a plus eight goal differential, um, and uh, for a team that uh, really does a good job of uh, putting things together, especially on the defensive end, they do um, a really great job. Of they're really starting to put the goals together. Um, taking a look at some of the more advanced stats here. There's uh, especially on Hockey Reference, a great place. Again, Hockey Reference, Hockey DB, two great places. Um, I guess this is kind of a a, a quick uh, explanation. If you're looking for advanced stats, things like that, Hockey Reference is the best place. If you're looking for guys, uh, you know, kind of goals, assists. At any level, Hockey DB really good at that. They provide the AHL, the um, European leagues, I mean, NCAA, junior leagues, USHL, all of that. So uh, that's where I go for all my stats. But anyways, taking a look at uh, some of the different ones, there's um, the Coyotes had a pretty tough schedule so far, their strength of schedule is the eighth in the league it's a 0.18 um, and there's an SRS which is a simple rating system and according to hockey reference the rating that takes into account uh, average goal differential and strength of schedule uh, the rating is denominated by goals above below average where zero is average so um, so the Coyotes uh, their SRS rating um, 
and I'll probably jump into that a little bit more once I get a better understanding of it, but that's second in the league. So the Coyotes really high up there, and other than goals, but again, 23 in their last eight games, which is a tick under four per game, which would be really good uh, either way. So the Coyotes, uh, they look good if we're looking at some news, notes, and updates. Um, again, Craig Morgan, the athletic, the best place to follow. Nothing uh, too crazy. He did tweet out yesterday that Jordan Osterley is still in, um, still listed day-to-day with upper body after he took that puck to the neck area uh, last Thursday against Nashville. And uh, Craig Morgan also reported the team was not, or uh, Osterley was not with the team for practice on uh, yesterday at Nassau Coliseum. Uh, there wasn't really any word whether he was sent back home or not but he was at least not at practice uh, yesterday. So Coyotes are kind of, again, not too shorthanded. They brought up Labushkin, and that was brought up because of the Jarmelson injury. And then, obviously, with the Osterley injury, kind of forces Labushkin to line up. They have Aaron Ness, a veteran guy who led the AHL in points last year, so... Even offensively, if, again, knock on wood, somebody else goes down or somebody else needs to needs a day off, or whatever it may be, it's uh, not bad. Not bad company right now. The Coyotes especially, uh, they're pretty deep defensively. I mean, you don't want to lose any other big guy when it comes to guys like Ekman Larson or Demers or Chikorin, but um, especially for some of those bottom pairings, uh, they, they've got the depth they need. Capo Bianco's look good. Again, uh, Golikowski. Talked about him maybe being traded just due to cap reasons on Tuesday. Then he goes or on Monday. Then he goes out and he puts up a goal and an assist. So um, as I talk about maybe why he should be let go, he goes out and proves everybody wrong. And um, a great job to um, a great job by Alex Goligoski. He looks rejuvenated, especially at 34 years old. Uh, and we were talking about this, and I think this was either yesterday um, or Tuesday, that the Coyotes are in a really good spot. And even though they're up against the cap, a lot of their guys are locked up through next year. And that's when some of the bigger contracts come off the book, especially Goligoski's contract will come off the book. I can't see him signing again here at least if he does it won't be for that much money I don't think that'll be the end of his career by any stretch but um, that might have been his last big contract so uh, the Coyotes may be looking forward to getting some cap space uh, and uh, see what is available on the free agent market now it's been pretty clear that the Coyotes aren't out to get too many big free agent names in terms of spending what Bobrovsky got or what Panarin got from the Rangers. Again, they've they've gone out. They picked up Michael Grabner from free agency. Uh, so it's not that the Coyotes are against it by any any sense, but it, it definitely doesn't feel like the Coyotes are going to go out and drop a bunch of money on big-name free agents. And they, at this point, they don't really need to. Um, so uh, it's guys who are whose contracts are up at the end of next year, includes Derek Stepan, uh, Michael Grabner. He'll be uh, 34 at that point. 
And then uh, next year, a couple interesting decisions. Uh, Hina Stroza, who is 25, will be an RFA. Brad Richardson, an unrestricted free agent. Maybe he comes back. We'll see how the Coyotes feel. Um, Labushkin and Capobianco, both RFAs. you got to think Capobianco is going to get a little bit of an increase in pay, especially if he continues to play not only in the NHL, but at the level he's at. He's been playing well. So, um, And then Aaron Ness at $725,000. 700, yeah, 725000 excuse me. Um, he's through the end of next year as well. But, uh, yeah, so Goligoski, 21-22, is up. And same thing with Jason Demers. He's just south of $4 million in terms of cap hit. Now, the interesting thing comes where Antti Ranta will also be an unrestricted free agent at the age of 32. Um, obviously, there's still two more years uh, for the Coyotes to kind of figure out what they want to do in terms of a backup goaltender. They did pick up Eric Comrie, who is going to be a restricted free agent. We'll see if, again, what the money situation looks like in terms of that. Uh, kind of... Uh, Crazy to think, but Mike Ribeiro's buyout finally coming off the books at the end of this season as well. He's just shy of $2 million as well, which doesn't seem like much, right? But it definitely when you're looking at how the Coyotes maybe are able to save some cap space, uh, you start to wonder, you know, those $2 million are definitely going to come out and help depending on uh, how things uh, come along and and especially if the Coyotes need some of that money to re-sign a guy like Capobianco. Uh, Soderberg, he'll, his contract is up. He's at $4.75 million. Um, he's 34 at the moment. So uh, the Coyotes in an interesting spot in terms of their cap hit, but um, a team that striving towards uh, the playoffs and, and see if, uh, again, if things continue to roll their way, uh, definitely at least make their first playoff appearance in the last seven years. Another interesting note surrounding the Coyotes. Uh, Craig Morgan had mentioned uh, this tweet coming out three hours ago uh, that Rick Tockett, uh, quote, Rick Tockett said he is strongly considering putting Barrett Hayton in the lineup on Friday against the New Jersey Devils. So um, Hayton may be taking... Uh, Another step onto the ice. That'll be his third game uh, this season and of his career as an assist. And for the Coyotes, it'd be interesting to see what line they put him on. I mean, you don't. The best line for him would probably be the the Schmaltz Dvorak line, but you don't really want to take Garland off that line. He's been great. Uh, but you definitely could put Garland on the Grabner and Richardson line where he has played well. Um, this year where he had played there when Hayton was in the lineup and a little bit last year playing with both of those. Um, so interesting to see who's out. I would think it'd be Christian Fisher, but Fisher had played a really strong game on Monday or on Tuesday. So it'll be interesting to see what they think, um, you know, and what direction they want to go in. So um, no changes tonight. Kemper, the starter, but, um, the Coyotes are uh, looking to continue the win streak. And um, 
when you look at the rest of the league, the again yet another busy night. Usually the most busy, the busiest nights of the NHL season: Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. No different on this Thursday. Look at the rest of the league. Pacific Division rival: the Sharks will be in Montreal to take on the Canadiens. The Sharks really reeling at the moment. Um, the Rangers still holding that five-game losing streak. Host the Sabers, who are eight-one and one. The Hurricanes travel to Columbus. Uh, the Blues, who have not looked at the greatest uh, to start the year, not awful. They're four-two and three. Um, that is five losses, though. I mean, three overtime losses is three points. Can't take that away from them. But really, if you combine together, it's a four-and-five record for the Blues. I'm sure that's not where they've imagined where they're going to be to start the year. The Wild, who had struggled early this year, but have won a couple in a row. Uh, they're at Nashville. Uh, maybe another win, and all of a sudden, the Wild go from uh, potential basement dwellers to pulling themselves right back into the race again early. But if you're a team like Minnesota, who's spent a lot of money, especially on guys like Parisi and Suter, uh, you definitely don't want to be out of it, but it could be the, the start of a rebuild for Minnesota, so they go to Nashville. Uh, the Flyers bring in the Blackhawks in a matchup of the 2010 Stanley Cup Final. Uh, the Ducks travel to the Stars, and we'll see Corey Perry uh, take on his old team that bought him out earlier this year as he gets two paychecks now. And uh, the Panthers go to the Flames. The Panthers have finally figured things out. Um, they're at four, two, and three at the moment, and then made the matchup of the evening comes on at 6 p.m. Arizona time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Capitals at Oilers. Uh, so we'll see. The Capitals look like they're right back to where, uh, right back to where they left off uh, in the regular season. In that case, John Carlson, 20 points so far, 15 assists. He is the league leader in points. So um, John Carlson from that defensive spot looking really good. So um, a busy night, especially in the Pacific. Got the Sharks playing. The Coyotes obviously going tonight. The Kings in St. Louis. Um, Ducks travel to Dallas. The Flames and the Oilers play at home as well. So um, busy night. And then jumping into tomorrow, the Pacific still busy as well. Night Sharks. Coyotes all give it a go again, and the Canucks host the Capitals. But we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, we'll review the Islanders game. Um, that's going to be uh, puck drop here in about three and a half hours. And uh, we'll talk about the Devils game this, that happens on Friday night as well. Um, nothing for the weekend for the Coyotes. So uh, we'll talk about the Sabres game just a tad touch on that as well that'll go down on Monday but the Coyotes get the weekend off but they got to play two more games first so um, do you want to follow me on Twitter I am at saskelson96 once again as at s-a-s-k-e-l-s-o-n-9-6 if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter is at l-o underscore coyotes once again that is at l-o underscore coyotes appreciate you tuning in Look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Hopefully you guys get a chance to catch tonight's game. And we hope you stay locked on, Coyotes.